Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I will be your host. This is the weekly podcast that helps women pause in their busy lives, drop into the heart, and remember their next right step. I am so happy that you're here. Hi there, Dr. Avine Banish. Thanks for joining me in this week's podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to bring your awareness to a program that I am hosting that begins March 7th, and it is my Spring Circle, which I have been doing for the past few years. And the theme of this um, program is going to be flow, resonance, and your intuition. And so this Spring Circle has been a really wonderful way for women to connect and to explore different topics. And so we're going to really explore how to live a life in flow, um, in resonance with our highest self and with our purpose, and while doing that, how to amplify our intuition or our inner knowing. And we do this by meeting weekly on Zoom and one-on-one in short coaching sessions weekly with me. And so we begin that March 7th. I will put a link um, in the show notes to uh, more details and how to sign up, Um, and I hope to see some of you there. Thanks. Here we go with this week's podcast. Hello, friend, and welcome to the podcast. This is Dr. Avian Banish. I'm your host. And it's interesting, today I had a really wonderful guest lined up um, and some uh, factors on in her schedule and in my schedule, we just weren't able to um, make the date that we had come come up with work. And so I think that might have been um, synchronous in that I think I was meant to talk about what I'm going to talk about today on the podcast. And so I'm recording this week's podcast early in the morning um, of February 2nd, and that is my youngest child, my baby. (laughs) It's his 13th birthday today. And it's a dark, cold, and snowy February day. It's actually Groundhog's Day. And James was born 13 years ago today um, in a very dramatic fashion. He was born in a crash C-section. And I had worked in my ophthalmology clinic that morning and gone into a routine 34-week OB appointment when my world suddenly changed. Um, The technician came in and she placed the ultrasound wand on my belly and found his heartbeat to be really slow and weak and thready. And by the time my OB came into the room, um, he looked pretty rattled. And based on his grim mood, um, I wasn't sure if my baby was expected to survive. So I was swept to the hospital next door as a code blue was called overhead. And physicians, some that I knew, as well as nurses and OR staff, literally ran into the room to our aid. And before I could make sense of any of it, James had been delivered by a crash C-section and was on a helicopter to a university hospital two hours away. And he was alone. Um, I stayed back at the hospital to recover. And now today, um, just to make it clear, James is strong and smart. He's compassionate and funny. He's working towards his brown belt in karate 
He's taking honors classes at the junior high. He loves art, and he's really, of all of our four kids, he's the most adventurous eater. He is willing to try anything, so he's really fun to go to a restaurant with. And each day on his birthday, I am taken back to that really challenging afternoon of his birth, and I offer thanks for all that had to align that day to bring him to bring him into the world alive and kicking. And even after all these years, his birthday on the calendar still stirs and activates me. In the early years, I would find myself a bit anxious and agitated, actually, in the days leading up to February 2nd. And as the years have passed, now the emotion of just tremendous gratitude is more present. Yet I still think of my life as before and after that February 2nd, 13 years ago. And I'm so grateful for everyone who we encountered that day, for that first technician and um, the way that she hustled to get our OB and all of the um, amazing hospital staff who delivered James successfully and took care of both he and I um, in the difficult days while we were apart um, as I recovered. I am so grateful for the medical flight team who transported my tiny boy um, on a helicopter that day and to my husband who held it together and raced to beat that helicopter um, to the tertiary care hospital two hours away so that James wouldn't be alone when he got there. I am grateful for the NICU staff who cared for James and who still care every day for so many tiny humans just like him. They deal with so much loss and so much hope in each individual baby that that comes into their care, and um, they are just amazing humans. I am grateful for the many friends and family who stepped in lovingly to care for our three other children who were so young at the time, friends who cooked for us, who cared for us, who got homework done and got those children to activities, and who really kept us going when we didn't know which end was up. Today here in Colorado, it's a really snowy day. It's the snow that we have been waiting for all winter long. School is canceled. And my kids and their friends will go sledding and drink hot chocolate today. It's interesting how closely I have witnessed the weather every year on James's birthday. Today, along with the fun of a snow day, I note that visibility is limited and that the roads are icy, and I'm not really sure that a medical helicopter could have flown if the weather on James's birthday had been what it is today. And so many little things like that, little things and big things, needed to align for him to survive his arrival to this earth. And so much love was weaved around us to carry us during the challenges of the months that followed his birth when he was in the NICU. Living in uncertainty is hard, and we've all had a real taste of that over the past few years since COVID has been part of our life. COVID has stopped and started our lives multiple times. It's disrupted what we thought was the normal flow. You may have lost someone that you loved. A job may have fallen away. A relationship may have fallen apart. In linear time as we knew it may be a bit harder for you to follow somehow, as if you have lost the thread or the rhythm. And we live into uncertainty in real time moving forward. 
after James was born, we didn't know if he would walk and talk. We didn't know how long his heart rate had been so low. We didn't really know anything except that he was alive. And for that, we were grateful and continue to be so grateful. At times, the uncertainty of his future and the circumstances of his birth, especially in those early days, haunted me and robbed me of my sleep. Living in the unknowing can be like that sometimes. Yet the lessons become clearer looking back once we are through. We begin to see patterns like putting a puzzle together. The edges form and our eyes make sense of the picture forming before us. So today, looking back, I see that James's birth was a moment of initiation in my life. It, were, it was perhaps the moment where I understood in my bones that we are not in control, that life unfolds for us, that in moments of need, helpers indeed show up, and that is that it's within that moment, stripped of control, stripped of knowing, and unable to carry on ourselves, that we experience and remember some of the shiniest and most luminescent parts of our humanity. I now understand when I look back that we were living in an expanded moment of grace at that time, and that wholehearted blessings can arise from some of our darkest days, and indeed they often do. So maybe today you are in your own moment of unknowing. Maybe it is something dramatic like the emergent birth of a baby too early or the sudden death of a loved one. Maybe it's less dramatic but equally challenging for you. Depression, anxiety, grief, a sense of languishing in your life. Whatever the valley you are in, it is marked by a sense of being in what I call the liminal space. So you're in this between area of no longer and not yet. So life is different than it was before, but you're not through it yet. Visibility is limited. It can be as a sense of reeling from a loss or a realization that you were never really in control as much as you thought you were. If that is where you're at today, I am sending you love and compassion and strength and reminding you that you, my friend, are not alone. I think back to those early days after James was born, when I was kind of living in the hospital, taking care of him and relying on the grace and love of others to help with my other children at home. And thinking back, like what really helped me at that time? And it was very simple things. It was remembering to breathe, slowing down and getting out of my upper chest and breathing into my belly and then breathing again. It was remembering to drink some water and hydrate. It was taking a shower and putting on clean clothes, even if that felt insurmountable that day. It was nourishing the body with some real food. It was breathing some more. It was counting my blessings. It was getting sleep whenever I could. And it was enjoying the little moments because even in the valleys, even when things are really hard, each day is still an opportunity to find a little bit of joy. And I remember my oldest daughter coming to sleep over with me at the hospital and she was so excited. We'd wake up in the middle of the night and she would come and help with James's uh, feedings. 
She was eight at the time, and I remember we ate hospital graham crackers and juice as a snack at about two in the morning. And it was this strange and ordinary and beautiful memory. And it still makes me smile. And it was during a really hard time. And finally, I would say have the courage to call a friend or a family member and tell someone who cares about you what you're going through. Helpers will show up, but our part in that is letting people know that we need help. And finally, trust that change is the way of life. Nothing, even the tough stuff, ever stays the same. Life is constantly changing. Looking at James this morning as we celebrate his stepping into the teen years, I'm truly amazed at how he has not only survived, but grown and thrived. He has become this kid with wit and warmth, and soon my little preemie from 13 years ago will stand taller than me. He is this living example for me of how time soothes and how even the darkest February 2nd, 13 years ago, can spiral into a luminous February 2nd today. My prayer and my wish for you is that if you currently are in a valley with limited visibility, you keep going. You breathe and you hydrate and you ask for help. You sleep when you can get it and you keep going. My prayer is that you reach out and you ask for that support from someone and that the helpers truly show up for you. Our part, even in tough times, really is to ask for what we need. And that can be really challenging if you've been running the show and believing that you are in control of your life. And for those of us that have been in a valley, who have suffered loss, struggle, sadness, and who have also witnessed the whirlwind of grace that arrived and lifted us during that time, I believe it's our duty, it's a sacred duty really, that we remember that and that we become the angels for others who may be in a period of limited visibility today. That we we may remember that even if we don't have the right words, sometimes just picking up the phone and asking how someone is doing or offering to bring some food or pick up a kid from school for someone can really make a world of difference um, depending where someone's at. And in that vein, I just want to share a beautiful poem by um, John O'Donohue, an Irish writer and poet who um, who died a few years ago. Um, and, and this is what he says. He says, in this fragile frontier place, your kindness becomes the light that consoles the brokenhearted, awakens within desperate storms that oasis of serenity that calls the spirit to rise from beneath the weight of pain, to create a new space in the person's mind where they gain distance from their suffering and begin to see the invitation to integrate and transform it. May you embrace the beauty in what you do and how you stand like a secret angel between the bleak despair of illness and the unquenchable light of spirit that can turn the darkest destiny towards dawn. And so maybe you are that light today for someone else who's going through it. Um, And life has this beautiful way of coming back and showing you the helpers when you need it. I know I certainly experienced that 13 years ago and many times since. And so I leave you today with birthday blessings for my not-so-baby James and health and wellness for you this week. Onward in love, Avine.